This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Behind the Rose. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, joined by my buddy, Eric Bradley. Hello. And today we have the four-time CMA nominee for New Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, Musical Event of the Year, and Music Video of the Year, Carly Pierce. Did I miss anything there, Carly? <laughs> no, I just was like, can you say it again? No, I'm <laughs> Did you save anything for the rest of them? <laughs> oh my gosh, trust me. I still like, can't even, that doesn't compute right to me, but I'll take it. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. I mean, professionally, your 2020, I mean, professionally quarantine has been actually pretty good for you. It has, which I'm really grateful for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very grateful. I mean, how has it been? How has it changed? I mean, obviously, you know, there's no live concerts or any of that kind of stuff. But how has it changed the way you write music and create the album and your, your single that just came out, Next Girl? Like, how did that impact? How did quarantine impact all that? I think for the first time since I've done this professionally. So since 2017, I've had the time to just completely focus on songwriting and focus on music, which is ironic that I say that because really the whole reason that any of us get to do this on a, on a, on a massive scale is because of the song. It all begins with the song, but I feel like that gets overlooked sometimes just with our touring and um, just other obligations. So it's been nice to just kind of completely focus on music. And I think it's made me a better artist and a better writer and just like more concise about what I want to say and how I want it to sound. Hmm. That's interesting because I actually was thinking about the the other day, how many badass songs and albums are going to come out of quarantine because so many incredible artists have had time. Like you just talked about normally you're out on the road, you know, um, what you do in the concerts or you're just you know, doing, because people don't realize how much you have to do as far as like promotions for an album job, for radio, that kind of thing, where now all these amazing artists have had and songwriters have had time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021 because I think there's gonna be some great music coming up. I, that's literally the only thing that any of us can control. So I think you're definitely going to hear a lot of music. And it's been a, like an emotional 2020 for a lot of people. So I think the songs are going to be, they're going to be deep and impactful and yeah, should be good. Should be a good uh, year, hopefully for music coming up. So next girl um, has been crushing it. So that's your new, how long ago did that come out now? That was your new single recently. Yeah, so I guess also before that, congratulations. It's been a big week for you on that yeah. most added oh. single on country radio. I don't, I don't know. It's, I think uh, God's giving me some grace towards the end of 2020. <laughs> um, I thank you. Um, yes, it was most added at, at country radio this week, which was just a really, uh, people have been asking me, how do you feel about that? And for me, this is my fifth single and it feels like radio respects me. Like they respect what I do and they feel like it's needed. And that's, a really great thing and I'm grateful for that and it's been out I guess less than a month to all of the platforms but okay. uh yeah I'm excited yeah that's I mean that's a huge deal in country music radio yeah that's a that's an awesome thing um 
So next girl, where did you get kind of, I like the, the song a lot because it throws me back to like the nineties country, which is what I obviously grew up on. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It had like a nineties feel to it, which I loved. Um, so what was like your inspiration for that song? What did, what kind of inspired you to make that, that song? Well, it's kind of been a lot of things. Um, a lot of people I'm sure have seen, if you follow me at all on social media, you know that my producer Busby passed away a year ago this month, actually, this week, actually, um, of brain cancer at the age of 43. And after that happened, we went into quarantine. And as an artist, kind of when your song, so I had I Hope You're Happy Now with Lee Bryce, and it was like at 15 at country radio and my team was kind of like, what are you, what are you feeling like next? What are you feeling like? And what I feel like Busby did so well with, I hope you're happy now is he really captured that 90s sound um, in the way that I wanted to be represented. I have no desire to go outside of country music. Country music is my heart, like Grand Ole Opry, all that stuff, Dolly Parton, the whole thing. And uh, so I wanted to make sure whatever I can, I felt like it was like a crucial moment for me coming off such a big song where I, where I went as far as to follow it up. So I took the first part of quarantine to kind of grieve the fact that I wasn't going to get to work with Busby anymore and kind of almost grieve that I needed to close that chapter and kind of start fresh. And so I started listening to all the records that made me want to move to Nashville, which were Patty Loveless, Faith, Trisha, the Judds, Sarah Evans, Martina, just that era of country music. Um, and I had a write scheduled with Shane McAnally and Josh Osborne over Zoom because that's how we do everything right now. <laughs> and Busby was a pop producer from the Bay Area. And I think that I took him as far country as he was ever going to go with I Hope You're Happy Now. But the difference with Shane and Josh was they love 90s female country like I do. And I came in with the idea of Next Girl and just kind of really wanting to write an anthem for girls of kind of almost like even if women were older than me just kind of like as the big sister of like don't fall for this mm -hmm. and uh blame it on your heart patty loveless was such a big song for me growing up and i kind of wanted to take the elements of that song I love so much and kind of make my own version of that so that's kind of where next girl came from yeah i could i definitely the lyrics in that song are almost like that's a good way to put it actually like a big sister type like you know, helping out like the other girls, you know, and stuff. And, and that's pretty cool. You know, was there a relationship in mind that when you wrote the song that, you know, you kind of had when you wrote it? Or is it just um, experience throughout your whole life as far as men? I mean, I've been through this scenario quite a few times in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody, anybody that knows me or knows my music would say that I don't, right what's true to me so I don't I don't know how to not um and it's something that I think all girls go through my girlfriends have gone through it I clearly have seen so many people tell me oh my gosh this is the song that I needed oh my gosh where was this song five years ago oh my god I need to send this to my girlfriend um not my girlfriend that would be weird but like a friend that's a girl <laughs> not a guy being like I need to send this to my girlfriend I suck um but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, this is the song yeah. when the women meet Blake. <laughs> hey, my red flags aren't hidden. Mine are out there. <laughs> He's got a red hat on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wears it proudly. Uh, yes, it's real experience. Yeah. Well, and, and like you just kind of talked about, I bet it's incredibly relatable for a lot, especially a lot of young women out there right now in the dating world. 
Um, so yeah, I bet that, that feels pretty good when you kind of have somebody reach out and be like, this song's gotten me through like a really hard part of my life. It oddly is therapy for me as well, because these are coming from real experiences of myself and being able to have somebody else like they're looking at me going, Oh my gosh, she's been there too. But I'm actually looking at them and being like, Oh my gosh, they've been there too. So it's kind of a cool thing. That's true. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it does help when you know, like somebody else has been through it and they can get through it. That means you can get through it kind of thing. Totally. I get yeah. That. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about what inspired you uh, for Next Girl. A lot of the like original musicians, especially female musicians, sounds like that brought you to Nashville. What was the reason you got into music? Was it something that you started when you were super young and you just knew it was something you wanted to do or did it come later in life? How'd that, how did that, was that it, you know, starting out? This is going to sound like the most cliche answer. <laughs> I, my parents tell me that I was singing before I could talk and really? like home VHS tapes of me telling my parents like singing on the mantle being like I'm gonna sing on the Grand Ole Opry and I'm like five um I don't I think it's like my biggest blessing and my biggest curse thank god it worked out but I never knew a day that I didn't want to do this when I was growing up in Kentucky everybody knew me as you know I was involved in school and loved school but I was the singer um I was like singing country music when it really wasn't that cool to do and just always knew that that's what I wanted to do. That's amazing. I always, I always wish I was kind of like that where I knew from a young age, you know, of like what I wanted to do. Cause I think you're right. It is a bit of a blessing and a curse because that's all you care about. And that's all, you know, it's like, I hope this works out because I have no backup plan, which I'm sure you felt multiple times in your life. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> when I was cleaning it was a backup singer. It's great. Yeah, so exactly. Like, oh, yeah. But. Well, it's uh, it's worked out for you, Carly. So, <laughs> I want to see those home videos. By the way, I want you to post those. You got to post. I those. mean, I told my parents. I was like, somebody needs to get me one of those yes. videos because yeah. that would be hilarious just to see it. Yeah, my grandma was one of those people who always had a camera on her, like you know, one of those huge cameras. She always had it, and there's some. There are some videos of me when I was young, like dancing to like Crease Lightning when I was like five years old in the living room and stuff. I need to post oh, those need, too. You need to post those. I know. Maybe I will one of these days. That's awesome though that you, you I mean, you are living your dream right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I quit high school when I was 16 because I saw an audition to sing in the country show at Dollywood. Have you ever been to Dollywood? No. <laughs> no. Parton, Dolly Parton theme park. Dolly Parton, um, coolest place on earth. Um, and I sang in the country show and finished school in between shows at Dollywood. And then I moved to Nashville. So when I say like my life goal was to be an artist, it really was. I mean, I really just never knew a day that I didn't want to do it. There were days when I thought this may not happen, but there was never a day that I didn't want it to happen. Wow. That's incredible. So did, what was your big break? Like what was, was there a moment in your career where I always hear those stories about like one person was in the crowd and saw me sing at a bar. Did you have one of those moments? So 2016, I'm playing music for, I couldn't get, so I had a record deal um, when I first moved to Nashville with Sony and it ended up, my A&R person got fired at the label. And I immediately watched Nashville kind of go from like thinking I was an it girl, like the next thing to not returning emails. And so I, um, over the next few years, was like a backup singer for Lucy Hale, Pretty Little Liar Star. Um, I uh, cleaned Airbnbs. I did all these different things and was still taking meetings and kind of was like the girl. 
I had people tell me literally like, you should probably move home. I mean, seriously, wow. people in the industry. And, uh, so I had this meeting, I, I had my producer Busby. Um, we had cut four songs that we were kind of like into the Grand Ole Opry, Spotify, um, Sirius XM, the highway and CMT. And they were going to kind of come together to launch a song on me. And so we were playing the music for them and everybody kind of like was gun ho on this one song that actually was the one song I didn't write. It was an up tempo because that's what you're supposed to do as a new artist, especially as a female at this point. And uh, the one person that we really needed was the radio aspect, which was J.R. Schumann who works at Sirius X and the highway. And he wasn't returning emails after the meeting. And we were all like, hello, like we really need you to launch this. And to make a really long story short, he sent me a private email and he was like, I like that song, but every little thing, cause that was, every little thing was one of the songs in this bunch, but like it was the slowest song I'd ever written. It was like slit your wrist, heartbreak ballad that I wrote more for myself. Mm-hmm. So he was like, every little thing is an absolute monster. I'm going to put it on the highway. And I was like, hold the phone. I thought this my big break. And I'm like, you're messing it up because you're not following suit with everybody else. And I was so pissed off. I was like crying. I was mad at him. And I was just like, you can't, you can't do this. Like every little thing is like career suicide before it even starts. And he's like, no, I'm, I, I'm going to do it. So I go in, we launch every little thing. The rest of my team was like, just go along with it. Because then when this one fails, we'll go ahead and have him like, at least in our back pocket of like, we gave you this opportunity now do our plan. So he literally looked at me and this is not a like fabricated story. He looked at me and he goes, are you ready for this song to change your life? And I was like, wow, sure. (laughs) So he puts it on the air. I drive in my car and I go to dinner. So it was like a 20 minute drive. I go to dinner, I sit down and I have a direct message on Instagram from the senior A&R of Big Machine Records. Um, Her name's Allison Jones. And she said, I need you to call me in the morning. You found your three minutes. And I was like, huh? And literally it broke I think the only highway find that has ever, which a highway find is an unsigned artist that kind of gets found by Sirius Sex and the Highway. The only highway find that broke the record uh, uh, more than I did was Cruise, FGL. Mm. Um, but it was like number one on iTunes. I was out selling record deals. I was out selling, like it, when I, watch, when I tell you, like I went from one day truly thinking I was going to have to move back to, back to Kentucky to literally like everyone like we want to sign you it was the moment like you hear about those moments of like one thing changes everything and like I had one song that literally changed everything and a lot of artists are like I want to get a record deal I want to get a record deal I need a record deal and I'm here to tell you I have so many friends that got signed before me at record labels that still haven't put music out but if you do the work on the front end and you find something Like I had a song that was already working. So I got a record deal super fast. I got a better record deal and they pushed me out the door immediately. I bypassed the line at the record label because I had a song that was working. So sometimes things work out the way they're supposed to. 
Hey guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about care of vitamins and supplements. I've been taking these vitamins lately and I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the store, you walk down an aisle and there are different vitamins and supplements and all kinds of things and it can be really confusing. So the cool thing about care of is it's hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. So your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. You go online, you take a five-minute quiz, it asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So for me, when I went online and did this quiz, basically it said that I don't take enough dairy, so I have to take some calcium plus vitamins. I don't get enough fruit in my diet, so I have to take some B complex vitamins. And then also it says for me, the best kind of protein would be the plant-based protein. So I would get the plant-based protein in the mail, as well as my B complex and calcium vitamins all individually wrapped for me each day. Care of products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their websites and fun, informative content on their social pages. So if you want to get some care of vitamins delivered straight to you for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BlakeH50. That's 50% off with code BlakeH50. Go get you some care of vitamins and supplements now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now back to the pod. So uh, let's talk about uh, I Hope You're Happy Now because that also um, was an incredible moment for you in 2020. Uh, You wrote that one with Lee Bryce, right? I actually wrote it with Luke Combs. And then I stopped Lee Bryce and convinced, no, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Do what you got to do, Carly. (laughs) I stopped Lee Bryce. Um, No, so I wrote it with Luke Combs and he sang the demo with me and I knew that I wanted it to be a single. It was my personal story of um, needing to apologize to someone that I thought I loved. And um, I think in relationships, sometimes we confuse comfort and being in love. And I told this person long after I should have told them that I didn't love them anymore. And so it was kind of like Luke and I writing this song with almost as if Luke was the, my ex-boyfriend. And um, when the song was done, I knew that that was the story that I wanted to be out. And I knew it was the sound that I wanted to be out. Um, But Luke was in the middle of like launching his new album. And I just quite honestly didn't want to wait on him to see if I could get a single with Luke. Um, And so I, with his permission, um, called Lee Bryce. And I was like, Hey, I don't know you, um, but I really think you're great. And I knew that very few guys could pull this song off. I mean, the vocal is crazy for a dude. And he is such a great songwriter in his own right. So I was kind of like, don't know if you're going to like this, but here you go. And he immediately hit me back and he was like, I'm in. And within three days, he had it recorded. And it's like, every little thing was so big for me. But then like to see how much bigger a song could be, 
with I Hope You're Happy Now, it's like, oh, wow, okay, this is like, this was a career-changing song for me. Yeah. You're so right about Lee Bryce. I remember I saw him years ago live at like a little bar in Nebraska, and that dude's vocals are incredible. That man can sing. And you know what's cool is like he had Rumor. That was like, I feel like he's been so underrated, and he had Rumor right when we were kind of like, stalking him and then so he had rumor which was number one then he had i hope you're happy now that was number one and right now he has the number one song with one of them girls like he's killing he's crushing and i like he to think that i helped i helped with that you're welcome Lee Bryce. <laughs> 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 it was everything to you carly yeah it's all it's, all because, of it's not because of it yeah professionally 2020 has been amazing um but you've had a lot of ups and downs in 2020 and i know that you've you've you're a fan of the show. So you saw kind of what I went through this summer and everything mentally. Um, how have you gotten through 2020? Cause like we've, I, I love talking about mental health and kind of dealing with anxiety and stress and pressure. And you've obviously seen a lot of that this year. What advice would you give or kind of what do you do to get through, um, you know, your downs? Man, it's hard to go through, through things publicly, you know, yes. um, I feel I feel so lucky that I wasn't jumping on stage every night while I was going through everything that I've had to go through. I quite honestly, am not really sure I could have done it. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is number one, how strong I am. I don't even think that I knew. Um, and to trust your intuition and to, um, understand that life is not meant to be easy. Um, and for me, like this is the first time in my life that I haven't, I almost feel like God went, Hey, I'm going to teach you something, but I'm going to take everything out of your life that you could, um, suppress how you actually feel. So for me, being on stage and work is kind of like a way that I cannot deal with emotions and deal with things that are going on in my life that maybe are negative and just kind of tap into Carly Pierce. Um, Cause sometimes I feel like she's like, she's like the best version of me. And um, this year I didn't have her and I had to really like grieve. And um, I think that's been like really good for me. And I encourage people, drugs, alcohol, sex, um, your work, like so many things can be, um, suppressants or, um, addictions that just numb you and you, you just not, you're going to be better if you just feel. And I think that's been like the biggest thing for me is like, I've just had to feel it all. Yeah. Uh, a bandaid basically like you could have used your stage as more of a bandaid rather than a, you know, a cure if you will. So yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's a, that's an issue way to look at it. Kind of quarantine's almost been a bit of a blessing, uh, for you as far as like finding yourself and kind of healing and everything. Yeah. And being able to kind of do it just, just with like the people that love me and not for the whole, I mean, look, people are, People are brutal. I read it. I see it. Um, nobody knows really the truth, but you, you so much are like, Oh my God, like, no, that's not it. Or wait, they said this, or they did this. And you just have to accept that, you know, your truth, you know, the truth, you have people that love you. And I'm just grateful that I didn't have to have those eyes. I feel like when we go back on stage, I'm so strong right now and ready for that. Um, and because I've processed that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely think when you get back out there, like you said, like four or five months ago, had you had to try and act like, you know, be on almost as Carly Pierce, like, yeah, that would have been a hard, difficult thing to do. I don't think I could have done it. I think I, yeah. I think he would have seen me. Carly Pierce cracks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bait headlines. <laughs> Carly Pierce yeah. cracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like you see things out there, and I think a lot of people, you know, when you go through something publicly, you see, even if you try not to, like you see the the comments, you see the articles, you see yeah. the strangers. And I've had to catch myself, like, why do I care what these people think? You know, like why am I caring so much about these strangers? But it does get to you. And you know, no matter what you do, you kind of gotta gotta push through. It's hard. It's really hard. I I underestimated. Um, you know, obviously, I knew before everybody knew that this was gonna happen, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, "All right, whatever." And then it was like, "Oh wow, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm very open about this. Like, I started therapy this year for the first time, and it's like been a game changer for me, and just really making sure that I am okay. Um, Cause this was a big one. This was a big, this was big um, and unexpected and just uh, wanted, wanted to make sure I encourage people to work on their mental health and um, just make sure that your, that your mind is, is in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything kind of follows from there. You know, if you're, if you're not right in the mind and you're not, you don't feel like yourself, everything else around you deteriorates and everything else kind of comes crashing down. So. Totally. Props to you on uh, coming out of this stronger than you probably were before. That's totally. Cool. I mean, yeah. in, a, in a roundabout way, grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in That's a weird way, right? In a weird way, yeah. grateful. Yeah. A little weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. So when you're out doing your job, obviously you're, you're successful. You're a very successful um, country artist. What do you want your legacy to be? Is it through your music or is it something else maybe that people don't know? What do you want your legacy to be at the end of all this? Mm-hmm. I, I look at, I look at Dolly. I look at Reba. I look at, um, honestly, Carrie. And I feel like what those three women really represent, Trisha Yearwood, I would put her in there. Um, they represent strong women, um, really amazing artists, uh, amazing, like their branding and their, their, um, who they are outside of even country music, but also just their true passion for country music and how they've never really gone outside of the genre and really just pay tribute. Even watching Carrie at the ACMs, I don't know if you guys watched her do the tribute to all the ladies of country music um, mm-hmm. on the Grand Ole Opry stage. Like that I tweeted, I was like, that is like my goal to be the next generation of what she has done for country music and for the Grand Ole Opry and just for the, for the community. Um, and I think I want people to, to say I was real, to say that I made music that mattered, um, to say that I was true to country music and that I made a difference and, and, um, really helped preserve our, our genre. Yeah, that, see, that's, it's kind of surprises me how much you want to stay country music because I think that has changed a little bit in this industry as far as some people be like, I'll play whatever the hell you want me to play if you know gets me the number one spot or whatever, where you're very much want to stay as a country artist and in that country music genre. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends have had like massive, I mean, like Marin had one of the most massive songs in the whole world, but 
that's, she's, she's not saying that she wants to stay in country. Like everybody has a different way of doing things. And I think some people it's pieces of country, some people it's some country, but also are open to the collaborations. I mean, there's plenty of other people that are, for me, I got into this to make country music and that's what I want to do. I want to go down. I don't, I don't see, I'll take the slow and steady wins the race um, versus maybe a quicker climb. Um, and not to say that people are getting quick, you know what I'm saying? Just for my, um, but I just, I want people to know that I want to sing country music. That's just really what I love. That's why I moved here. Well, that's pretty cool. So what do you have coming up, Carly? Are you, I mean, I know you obviously have a lot that you've been working on in quarantine. So kind of what's next for you? I've recorded a lot of music. I definitely think that we will at least drop one more song um, by the end of the year. Um, not We're trying to actually like literally as of today, trying to figure out what song that's going to be. Um, I think I'm on a project... I, it's been interesting. I put out an album in February, but I just kind of like let that go and forward. So I'm not really sure if it's an EP. I don't know if it's a full record, um, but really focused on Next Girl and focused on just like chapter of music for me and um, get to play the Grand Ole Opry in a few weeks. Um, and I saw that. What is that? October 1st? October 10th. They're going to have... 500 people in the audience, which will be the most people I've played in front of since March. <laughs> um, and I get to debut next girl, which I'm excited about. And uh, just working on music and hoping and praying that we're back on stage, you know, next year. I mean, I, I feel good about at least some shows, um, but just continuing to write and make sure that whatever this project is, that it's the best that it could be. And I think, I think I'm going to write the whole thing. There you go. Um, yeah, from like, you know, I guess an insider's perspective, have, are they, are shows being booked out, you know, in like 2021 as of now and we'll see, wait, what happens kind of thing? They are being booked. Um, they're also being postponed to later. In the year. <laughs> uh, but I'm optimistic that we'll play something. I don't think we're going to be just from what I can see. I don't really know that we'll be back to normal for a minute, but I definitely think that hopefully we'll be able to play um, at least some shows here and there that are, you know, guideline friendly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Grand Ole Opry, that's pretty cool. 500 people. That is a, that's so funny. That is a big deal now, you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you were in Denver? I feel like, was it when we, I met you at Fiddler's, I, think I believe. the last time it was probably Jason and Kane's tour. Yeah. Last summer. It was. That not insane. I think it was last July. Yeah, because I was trying to think, like, because obviously we've partnered up with the Grizzly Rose for this podcast. I was like, I don't even know if Carly ever played. Because a lot of times when you come here, you're you'd been like a support act on the bigger tours. So I I have not played or been to the Grizzly Rose since I toured with the Josh Abbott band and had the same. Oh, that's right, Jab. That's yep. right. So when I had wasn't that drunk out with them, um, I played. I loved the Grizzly Rose. Like I yeah. I want there well you that's where we're supposed to, you were you guys are going to be our first guest in december, december. Got pushed back um and then again in march and then obviously covid hit yeah i know i think we were supposed to play it in april like the first yeah. of april it's so Gosh. crazy so depressing to think about 2020 <laughs> could have been 
I know it's gonna happen again. Though. 2020 was supposed to be so good to all of us. I know. It was. Well, it's been looked, great to you. Yeah, it's been. I mean, you've had it has. Yes. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. I'll say I looked back at my like you know everybody posts like a New Year's Eve post and I was like I had my hands in the air I was like 2020 like here I come and I just. just <laughs> Me too. Uh, crash I'm and like, burn. Party here I come. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 2021 will be our year. Yeah. It doesn't really, you know, we can only go up from here, guys. Right. That yeah. We're true. at rock bottom. So there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> that is true. Maybe go switching uh, angles here because obviously we're all watching Dancing with the Stars supporting our homegirl, Caitlin. Have you been, have you guys been having some watch parties down there in Nashville? We, uh, so we have like a little girl group that we all get dinner and, Caitlin is obviously a part of that. And so we did, um, we got, we had one hangover at my house and we didn't last week, um, but we are again. And it's awesome. We're so proud of her. I mean, when she first told me that she was going to be on the show, I just kind of looked at her and I was like, oh, you're going to win. Like, you're going to win. <laughs> that, uh, duh. I just, I, I have no doubt. And obviously I'm so upset that she's having trouble. Um, I can't even imagine what the, Lauren Elena told me some of just the hours that go into all of that. And I mm. can't imagine, but she's going to push through. She's a fighter. We all know this. She's going to win. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, the, the ankle. Yeah. So she is living like she's living her dream. She's literally, she talked about it. I think one of the episodes, she's like, I've been dancing. So as I gave it up, but I always had hopes and here she is. And the ankle injury hurts, but I tell you what, she's killing it right now. She had two eights. Last I night. mean, yeah. she, I, I was like laughing. Cause I'm like, nobody would ever know that you're hurt. No. And she's been doing so much therapy. Like she's hurt, hurt. You know what I mean? Like I've been watching her stories and stuff. Like she's hurt. You know, it's not a TV thing. Yeah. I remember like the first couple of, like, I think it was like her first two weeks of rehearsal and we're on like a chat and I was like, how are you doing? And she just sent us a photo of her like foot and knee, like wrapped up in bed. And I'm like, Oh Oh. oh, shit. Like, that's not great. That's not good. You're going to be fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Keep hyping her up. Yeah. Like, yes, you got this. It's fine. You know, Jason's getting her every bit of treatment that she needs. He is I, that guy. God, he's so sweet with her. I can't. Yeah, yeah he's, he's such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I think we're going to go out there, I think, in two weeks and hopefully yeah. at least see Jason. I don't know what the COVID rules are for Caitlin, but so it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see all them. So, yes. Yeah. So, Carly, where can people find you? Online, social media, all that fun stuff. Let's see. At Carly Pierce on Twitter and Instagram. Carly Pierce official on TikTok. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like, <laughs> I'm going to have to search that out. I love people looking at people's TikToks. Yeah, I'm still working on it. I feel like the old, like the mom that's like, yeah, I can dance. I got this. Right. <laughs> Well, and yeah. now it's not, it's officially not going to get banned. So I was like, damn, I need to redownload it. I like deleted it thinking it was going to get banned. I know I did too. And everybody's like, it's not going to last. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I was kind of excited. I was like, yes. Cause so I didn't feel, fun. I don't feel like I fit in on TikTok. I don't either. It's pressure. Well, I mean, oh, you're a walking God. thirst trap. Like you could do it. <laughs> but, but I don't, uh, I don't post. I am a thirst <laughs> trap, but I don't post. Thirst <laughs> trap. <I'm just> <laughs> thirst trap. <laughs> Oh man. Like a like the next girl guy I can feel it. Yeah, hopefully stagecoach comes next yeah. year, but I don't think it'll be <laughs> he needs to <laughs> he needs a comeback story next summer. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So well thanks Carly. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. 
was great. Oh my gosh, thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you so much for making it. Yeah, and congrats time. on all the success. Keep killing it. It's fun watching you. Thank you. We'll have to have you maybe on some of these uh, Bachelor recaps. Ooh, that'd be fun. Have me <laughs> That's on. A good idea, you ever actually. want to be a special guest? Yeah, Are we're going to do. And break down I, some episodes. I am like, I'm so in. Tell me yes. this. <laughs> and this season's going to be a shit show. Um, so. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my God, that'd be fun. We can just get drunk and break down an episode. That sounds amazing. Actually, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do Wednesdays. We're gonna do some recaps. So we'll get you on one of them. That'd be fun. Find me up. Text me. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Carly. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.